Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is The World in 10 from the Times of London on Monday, the 2nd of January. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Laura Cook. History is made in Brazil as Lula is sworn in as president for the third time. Lula at the moment is hoping to base his honeymoon period on is very emphatically about hearts and minds and the fact that he is not Bolsonaro. And attacks by Russian drones continue across parts of Ukraine. It already hits seriously the system because the system is unbalanced now after all these attacks. With each new attack situation got worse and worse. The Times of London. Despite his predecessors still refusing to concede, history was made in Brazil on Monday as Lula da Silva was sworn in as president for the third time, receiving a standing ovation as he entered Congress. I promise to maintain, defend and fulfill the Constitution, observe the laws, promote the good of the Brazilian people, Hold up the unity, integrity, and independence of Brazil. President Lula then drove in an open-top Rolls-Royce to the Planalto Palace, where he was greeted by tens of thousands of supporters. After being handed the presidential sash, a hugely symbolic act in Brazil... Lula delivered an emotional speech, breaking down several times. Trabalhadores e trabalhadoras desempregados, exibindo nos semáforos cartazes de papelão com a frase que nos envergonha todos. Por favor. He didn't mention Bolsonaro by name, but he, he spoke of the devastation, the barbarism, the hate that had in, infected the country, and then. He, he did try to begin to reconcile, to bring people together, speaking of a new chapter of environmental protection, social progress, and, of course, the big one, economic development. That's our Latin America correspondent, John Bonfiglio. Lula's plans for government provided stark contrast to Jair Bolsonaro's four years in office, which were characterised by backsliding on environmental protections in the Amazon rainforest, looser gun laws and weaker protections for indigenous peoples and minorities. Lula now faces the daunting challenge of improving Brazil's stagnant economy while also uniting a divided country. But as John explains, that will be no easy task. As much as this new administration wants to blame the Bolsonaro government for what's taken place, I mean, a lot of the economic complexities of the world today are global factors and not within the gift of any particular president to actually uh, deal with. We head now to Ukraine, where attacks by Russian drones have continued overnight, targeting infrastructure which knocked out power and damaged energy facilities. Ukraine's military said its air defence systems destroyed 22 air objects over Kyiv on Monday morning. 
NATO's Secretary-General has said Western countries must be prepared to provide long-term support as Russia shows no sign of relenting. The Secretary-General told the BBC military support would ensure the survival of Ukraine as a sovereign country and force Russia to sit down and negotiate an end to the war. In his New Year message, President Volodymyr Zelensky said his only wish for 2023 was victory and resolved to stay the course while the country fights for it. The Russian terrorists entered this year as pathetic as they were. The feeling we all have of unity, of authenticity, life itself, contrasts sharply with the fear that prevails in Russia. They are afraid. You can feel it. And they're right to be afraid, because they will lose. They are only united by fear, and they won't take away any single year from Ukraine. They will not take away our independence. We will not give them anything. Meanwhile, in his New Year address, Russian President Vladimir Putin devoted his message to rallying the Russian people behind his troops and pledging victory over Ukrainian neo-Nazis and a West supposedly intent on destroying Russia. The Times of London On the way, two helicopters are involved in a mid-air crash in Australia and the Pope's lying in state begins at the Vatican. Tragedy in Australia today. Four people have died and three have been critically injured after two helicopters collided in midair. The accident happened near the SeaWorld Resort on the Gold Coast. Six other people suffered minor injuries. Queensland Police Acting Inspector Gary Worrell has been updating reporters. On initial um, in- inquiries, it would appear that one has been taking off and one has been landing. It's my understanding that uh, they're, they're, with the seven people that are injured are from uh, just one helicopter. Um, and all the others are still still injured, but um, we are, we, we're obviously further inquiries are being conducted. One of the helicopters managed to land safely, but pictures on social media show wreckage strewn across the sand. This comes at the height of the tourist season at the popular holiday destination. The Australian Transport and Safety Bureau is investigating the collision. Noble, kind and gifted. The words used by the Roman Catholic Church remembering Pope Benedict XVI as the official lying in state begins on Monday, ahead of the funeral on Thursday. Benedict was the first pope to resign in over six centuries, which means his funeral will be different from any previous Catholic leader in that it will be led by his successor. Locals of the Bavarian pilgrimage town of Altoting have been expressing their memories of the former pope a day after his death. Resident Heinrich Schickeneider gave his thoughts. The way I received the news was that he is now delivered from these worldly plagues. He was a spiritually very well-read man who himself, as he said, was a shepherd, a labourer in the garden of the Lord. He always tried to reconcile, to ally. Tens of thousands of people are expected to pay their respects ahead of Thursday's funeral, which the Vatican says will be simple, solemn and sober. His death is likely to reshape the Catholic Church on several fronts, given that Benedict spans so many eras, opined on so many subjects and influenced so many of the conservative faithful. 
Brendan Thompson, CEO of Catholic Voices, says duty will be a word people will remember this Pope by. In a sense, he reformed the papacy not only by you know, 2013 in, in retiring, so part of his witness as well, much like the Queen, and they were born a year apart, so um, you know, they're, they're both contemporaries, the Queen and Pope Benedict, but she will be remembered as a dutiful, and she is remembered as a dutiful Christian servant, and I think Pope Benedict should be remembered in much the same way, mm. that same language of duty and of, of, a, of a dedicated whole life of Christian service. Now with news from the world of tennis, here's John Jackson. World number five tennis player Arena Sabalenka has suggested that Wimbledon's decision to ban Belarusian players from last year's tournament changed nothing. Players from Belarus and Russia were also blocked from competing in British grass court events in the build-up to the major due to Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Sabalenka is playing in the Adelaide International this week, ahead of the Australian Open, and went on to say that politics and sport should not mix. Sabalenka added that she was super disappointed with Wimbledon's decision and that she trained in Miami when the Grand Slam took place in June and July last year. The Belarusian says she hopes she'll get to play Wimbledon this year, but should the tournament continue to uphold their ban, Sabalenka says the only thing she'll miss is the people. Marvel actor Jeremy Renner's in a critical but stable condition in hospital after being injured while ploughing snow. The 51-year-old was airlifted to hospital on Sunday, where his family says he's receiving excellent care. The two-time Oscar nominee is best known for playing Hawkeye in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but has also featured in films including The Hurt Locker, American Hustle and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. And finally, he is the walrus, and after a short break in Scarborough after disrupting a New Year's Eve fireworks display, Thor has returned to the sea. The Arctic walrus arrived on Friday in the UK town, and concern over his welfare meant the planned celebrations had to be called off. A tusk force was set up to cordon off the area, help to keep him safe and ensure all dogs were kept far away. Experts hope he's now heading back north after being spotted in recent weeks on the Hampshire coastline, as well as in France and the Netherlands. And that is your World in 10 from the Times of London on Monday the 2nd of January. This podcast from the Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.